0: Yo, it is Toby. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about straight up biohacking and, ah oh man, one of my first loves, one of my first passions, just biohacking this human body we've been given to optimize and improve all areas of life. Hmm, so today, let's speak about sleep because I think everyone. I don't think, actually I know every single human being needs to sleep but the question is are you sleeping optimally or are you wasting a lot of time lying in bed, trying to fall asleep um, waking up multiple times in the middle of the night then waking up in the morning feeling groggy feeling shit, feeling cloudy all that stuff because I can tell you for 22 years of my life I was like that I would lie in bed, never being able to fall asleep, man. Literally like lying in bed, getting anxiety because I know I'm like going to be lying there for the next one or two hours, not being able to fall asleep. And then once I did sleep, I'd be waking up in the middle of the night, probably at least five or six times um, to have to go to the toilet or sweating, just not feeling good, having nightmares, all that shit. And then I'd wake up to my alarm clock like 7am and the alarm clock would be soul crushing Dude. <laughs> Imagine that, it's like middle of winter, your alarm clock's waking you up, you know you barely slept the night before, and you're just so groggy in the morning. And I just roll, I would like hit snooze a couple of times, or as many times as I, could get a, as I could get away with, and then eventually just kind of sloth out of bed, jump into a hot shower, eat some fucking shitty breakfast, and then start my day. And usually then, I'd be already in the back foot. Because I've had one of the worst starts <laughs> fucking to the day, including the sleep the night before was crap. So I'd be on a back foot of the day already. And usually then my mindset's already off and oh yeah, I don't know how I made it through life, um, not living the lifestyle, not prioritizing sleep. So I would say sleep has been probably one of my number one focuses as I got into biohacking because I was like just so tired of not being able to sleep. <laughs> So in this podcast, I want to talk about um, sleep biohacks, supplements I've been using, routines and things that have worked for myself and uh, you can try them out and they likely will work for you too because we kind of all share very, very similar human bodies, brain chemistry, all that stuff. Yeah, so let's get into it. All right, so for me, I'm going to start in the morning, good sleep at night requires a good start to the morning, which means when you wake up, it's like, don't get out of bed and sit inside the house and fucking do nothing on your phone, it's wake up out of bed, get outside as soon as you can, get your feet on the earth and try to get your body in the sun, because when you expose your body, especially in the early morning to the sun, this signals to your body that, alright, it's daytime, let's start producing Less melatonin and let's start producing more serotonin and all all the good shit. So you're going to feel much better for the day if you can get outside when you wake up. So what I like to do is I wake up, um, I'll do oil pulling and I'll boil some water and then I'll get outside in my backyard, usually get naked if I can, and then soak up those golden rays, do a bit of breathing, meditation, yoga, have a coffee, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, get outside. As soon as your, as your skin and your eyes sense the sunlight, that's when your cycle of the day starts. So the earlier you can get that in, the more likelihood you're going to have of actually feeling tired at night and being able to sleep well. And then during the day, you want to be, of course, staying active. Try to stay outside as much as you can. The sun is very, very good for you. You'd be surprised. And um, yeah, generally, I will limit my caffeine intake. So I'll only be having coffee, about um, usually around 11 a.m. or earlier. After that, I'm going to try to stay away from coffee, caffeine, and all that stuff, unless it's a good old-fashioned kombucha. All right, so we've got, we've got that. And then now, let's go into the evening routine. So, for, for example, I like to sleep around 10.30 to 11 p.m. at night. So that means I'm going to be trying to limit uh, my blue light exposure. Anytime after 7 p.m., I'm going to be trying to cut down on screens. I'm going to cut down on watching TV, um, all that stuff. I won't be under fluorescent lights, so I'll start using my salt lamps in the house. Um, And yeah, my phone. Obviously, we do check our phones because you have to kind of sometimes. So on my phone, I've actually got a setting where if you have an iPhone, you can go into the settings, the general settings, and you can turn the color tint so you can make your screen devoid of all blue light so it's just red so for those of you that know me you've seen my phone and um yeah my screen's like red every night because that's one of the settings that I like so I can continue using my phone and not have to worry about it uh number two you would want to if you do want to watch tv or if you are like in someone's house where there's a lot of fluorescent lights or white light blue light I'd recommend putting on a pair of blue light blockers because that stuff is going to uh, just protect and shield your eyes from that blue light. And I never really realized how big an effect blue light was on my sleep until I actually cut it out. And I was like, ah, oh, I can go to sleep almost straight away. It's a, big, it's a big signal because blue light, if your skin is feeling it, and especially your eyes are very, very sensitive to blue light, if it's exposed to blue light, it's going to signal to your body that it's still daytime, like it's still midday. So instead of your body naturally producing its melatonin and all those sleep hormones and chemicals to make you feel rested and tired and then drift up into a nice sleep, your body's going to be producing hormones to keep you awake because it's like, ah, it's daytime, I've got to be alert, I've got to be sharp. So it's producing all this stuff. And yeah, I don't really blame anyone that they do this, that they would have this problem because it's just how society is. Like school university, work, they all expect you to be in your laptop writing essays, replying emails, whatever. That's how the system is ingrained us to do. So yeah, that's one of them. Something else um, that's a bit hippie, woo-woo that I like to do is I like to see a sunset, especially if it's a nice one. I will um, go see a sunset and try to get there at least 20 minutes before the sun's gone down. Then I can do, I do have um, a warning for this, just be careful, do your own research and try it yourself. But I do a bit of sun gazing, so I will stare directly at the sun for the last 20 minutes before it sets. If you do feel like it's hurting, I will kind of squint my eyes to make the, the sun fragment into uh, beautiful different rays. And I find that actually signals to my body, it's got some sort of wavelength that signals to your body that it's uh, time to wind down, much like a fire. So sitting on a fire at night, as opposed to in front of a TV, sit around a fire Singing, playing some music, having some tea or whatever. All that stuff is awesome to wind you down for sleep. Hmm. Next thing would be eating food. So I've struggled with this. I still struggle with it actually now because I have a bit of a food addiction. I love food. I love to eat. And they always, obviously, it's not good to eat within two or three hours of sleeping because when you do sleep, you want your body to be fully recovering, fully healing and be able to rest. But if you eat directly before bed or very close before bed, especially if it's a big meal, instead of recovering and healing itself, your body's going to be using all its energy, sending it to your digestive system to help your body break down the food. And so you're really shortchanging yourself. Because let's be real, like we all love sleep, but we don't want to be having to lie in bed for 10 hours every single night just to feel normal. We want our sleep to be as efficient as possible, as smooth as possible, and we want to be able to stay in it the whole time without waking up. Alright, so this is kind of like the fundamentals downpacked, and now let's get into the more um, techie biohacking, the fun shit. So something that I've been doing recently, I've been um, using pink noise while I sleep. So I've just downloaded it off Spotify on my iPhone, and then I'll plug it into a speaker at night. And I'll have pink noise just in the background. So it used to be white noise, but pink noise, according to the research that I've done, it seems more effective. And it sounds just like static, like... They play it for babies when they sleep these days as well. So I'll have the pink noise going in the background while I'm sleeping. And that what kind of that does is it makes my brain um, focus more on that sound, which is a very, very steady, uh, relaxing sound, as opposed to the cars in the street dogs barking, neighbours walking around or whatever, it kind of blurs out all the other sounds and you just hone in on this very, very even, peaceful sound. And I found pink noise actually has been a game changer. Um, I didn't do it for a while and then last night I put the pink noise back on and my Aura Ring score, uh, which I'll talk about later, the Aura ring's fucking sick, I got two hours of REM sleep and two hours and 44 minutes of deep sleep, which is actually pretty huge. I was only in bed for eight hours, so that's great. All right, we've got pink noise, and next thing, let's talk about some supplements that yeah, that I've been experimenting. I've experimented with a lot of supplements, and a lot of them actually don't work, a lot of them are bullshit. But um, the ones that I have found to be very, very good, especially for sleep, I found ashwagandha. If it's a very, very good quality ashwagandha, uh, take that before you sleep, and that will help your body rest. You get more deep sleep when you take ashwagandha and you'll stay and sleep better. L-theanine is very, very good for winding down. So I'll take about 200 milligrams of L-theanine. A few other things I'm experimenting with and I haven't got conclusive evidence, but I've been enjoying having raw, raw honey, some chamomile tea, and a little bit of apple cider vinegar in there. And I'll just have that as a bit of a sleep tonic before bed. The, um, the science and the explanation behind the raw honey... Is that it provides your liver with um, glycogen, so your liver is happy while you sleep. And yeah, raw honey is actually very, very tasty as well. So it's a two-in-one double whammy. So we've got that. Ah, something else that's actually been such a game changer. Uh, you guys may have seen my spiky mat. It's um, I've got the bulletproof one. I'm pretty sure you can get it off Optimo's. And it's just a, it's a mat with uh, spikes so it simulates like a kind of bed of nails and I've been using this religiously for the last year. Bef- right before I sleep I'll um, set up the spiky mat and I'll lie on it just like normal on my back and usually within four or five minutes I can feel myself dozing off and then when I feel myself dozing off I'll just sit up, take the spiky mat out, throw it on the floor and then just boom. I'm off in uh, dreamland in a beautiful sleep. The science behind this: the spiky mat signals to your body that, um, oh, it's like, oh shit, there's like nails in my back, I'm gonna die, and then so your body gets a bit hyped up for a bit, and then after a minute or so, it realizes, ah, oh, wait a minute, that was a false alarm, no, ja- no danger, so then it relaxes and it actually overcompensates, and it gets you into a yeah very relaxed state, and it also presses into those like meridian and acupressure points in your back, which yeah feels feels very nice. And it doesn't harm your skin. So that's a very, very good hack too. Um, something else, I sleep on a bed incline. So I've got my old law textbooks because law is a shit subject. I've got my law textbooks and I put it um, about, I think about eight or nine inches underneath my bed head. So my body essentially when I'm sleeping is sleeping on an incline. This um, studies have shown that it just helps your brain detoxify and helps your body just work better and stay asleep for longer i have to look more into that to be honest but yeah i've been doing that for about a couple months and so far so good another a few other simple ones i do is uh wearing socks so wearing socks to sleep it uh, just makes you feel nice and comfortable and it regulates your body temperature better which is good too i was doing mouth taping for a while i do it on and off Cause I do believe in nose breathing but to be honest mouth taping it gets a bit of a it's a bit of a chore to do after a while because you gotta tape your mouth shut it doesn't feel too good and then you wake up in the morning and you gotta instead of just waking up and doing whatever you do you gotta worry about taking the fucking um, the tape off your mouth which is a bit annoying it's the last thing I do when you wake up like I like to wake up and shove a big tablespoon of coconut oil in my mouth and do oil pulling but instead I gotta go get warm water put it over and melt all the adhesive so I can um, take it off safely without ripping my, my lips up. So mouth taping, um, yeah, you can try that if you want to too. All the stuff that I'm saying today, it's what I've tried over the years. It sounds like a big, big list, but I'm trying to cover as much as I can so you can pick and choose what you want and you can have the sleep of the gods too because I must say my sleep has improved so, so much. And this next one, I wouldn't say it's directly like a biohack, but I would say it's more of a, a spiritual kind of thing where for a while I was doing all the right things physically and externally, but I wasn't having good sleeps, and um, recently I've been trying to clear my conscience, so just overall be be a good human being, do the right thing, tell the truth, uh, look out for other people, treat everyone as if they're yourself. And just be in service to others, help each help each other. I can like just be a good person. So I've been trying to do that recently, and it's it's interesting because when I made the decision to be upfront, authentic, and transparent, my sleep also improved. And I think that's because I had nothing to hide anymore. I had no more skeletons in my closet. I wasn't trying to yeah I wasn't doing dodgy shit anymore. I was just doing the right thing, or actually, just, or at least trying to. And I found that drastically helped me sleep the whole night through much, much better than, yeah, actually, that's be one of the most effective things, just trying to be a good person, trying to do the right thing and not lying. Still struggle with that sometimes, but overall I think we're on to something here. If we can all start doing this better, we're all going to be much more peaceful. You don't have to worry about anything because there's nothing to hide anymore. Yeah, so take that in consideration too. Don't Don't overlook that. Um, another thing I was talking about before was the ordering so this doesn't help you sleep better but what it does is it helps quantify your sleep so you can see you can try out new things and it allows you to measure things because if you can't actually measure things physically and see evidence it's hard to know what is actually working or not and so this will give you your REM sleep your deep sleep your heart rate heart rate variability respiratory rate body temperature and all this stuff It's actually very, very accurate. And so when I'm trying new things, such as like magnesium, I'm trying magnesium before bed, which I do use magnesium actually. I use it um, topically because it gets absorbed in the skin much better than orally. Um, So I'll use it and then I'll check my score the next day and I'll continue this for a while. It's like my own science experiment. And then, yeah, it's easy to quantify what actually works, what doesn't work. Um, like, for example, I had a lot of GABA powder the other night. Um, GABA is like a hormone your brain produces, I think. And it made me feel very, very tired. But it didn't improve the quality of my sleep. So I'm like, okay, same as alcohol. You drink alcohol, you might feel very, very tired and sleep. But your, your quality of sleep is going to be terrible. Like, you won't be able to dip into deep sleep very much. And I experiment with this with a lot of things. And I just, I enjoy using the aura Ring because it just... Allows me to know what's good, what's not good, and something else. Um, in terms of routine, I always say, yeah, you can't control what time you sleep at night. Sometimes, like if you go to party, you got dinner or whatever. But what you can control most times is the time you that you wake up in the morning. So try to con- try to have a consistent time that you wake up. Let's say seven a.m. and then do it maybe five or six days a week. Wake up at seven a.m. Then maybe on a Saturday or Sunday, you can relax and have no alarm and sleep whenever you want. So that's a very, very good one too. And I got a special alarm clock too as well. Um, My alarm clock is actually a bit of a sunrise simulator. So 30 minutes before my alarm is set to wake me up, it's going to start producing um, light that emulates the sun. And usually I actually wake up before my alarm even goes off because my room is so bright. And like... Obviously, getting real sun's better, but my room, it's on the inside of the house, so I actually don't have very much natural light coming in in the mornings. So this is a good hack. Another good hack for those of you that don't have much sun in the mornings, there's this thing called the human charger. And um, the human charger, you, it's a photo photobiomodulation, and you put that into your ears, and it shines um, white light into the photoreceptors inside your ear canals. And this is a way to signal to your body that, ah, it's morning, it's sunrise. So that's another good biohack, especially for those people that live in like Denmark, Sweden, Norway. Yeah, it's very, very good for over there. Uh, something else is the red light panel. I know I'm just firing a lot of things. Hopefully, you're still with me. Um, the red light panel I use is by my mate Chris, um, called EMR, and you basically, I use it in the morning and sometimes in the evening, you blast your body with this red light, and I actually originally got it for um, improving my skin health and collagen production and like joint pain, all that stuff. But what it also does is it gives you quite a bit of energy too. So that's a, also also a great one. Hmm. I reckon we've exhausted like a lot of things. There's also like little things you can do. Uh, but if you are waking up constantly in the middle of the night, you might want to look at what foods you're eating. So do a bit of a test. See, like when you eat um, higher high carbs before bed, that could keep you more satiated and um, keep your liver glycogen happy and you might actually get a better sleep when you eat your carbs at the end of the day as opposed to the start of the day. Or your body might be needing more fat, so you might want to have a little bit of like activated almond butter or something before bed. But all these things, um, you should experiment. But the, the main message from this in order to improve your sleep you have to be conscious of how you feel when you wake up in the morning and be conscious of what you're putting into your body, what you're exposing your body to. Because at the end of the day, like having a good sleep at night, it's a game changer. It sets you up to have an amazing day, to have more energy, to be more focused, more switched on. And so you may say, oh, why would you want to do all this crap? Like, to be honest, I don't do all this stuff every single night. I'll do what resonates with me. A few more that I just remembered off the top of my head, um you've been using essential oils before I sleep. usually a blend of lavender, chamomile, and valerian root. I put that on my um, my temples, behind my ears and on my pulse points on my wrists. and that's just using aromatherapy to signal to your body that uh, it's time to relax, time to wind down, time to chill out. That's a super, super good one too. Hmm. And of course, you can use adaptogens. I was using reishi mushroom, lion's mane and some of that. To be honest, the effects there were quite minimal and those mushrooms are quite expensive. So, yeah, have a think about it. And if you want to try it, like go for it. But I'm just speaking from experience. Anyway, guys, I hope this helped. And I will. Pro- if this gets a good response, I'll probably be doing more straight up just health, biohacking um, podcasts like this because it's actually very fun for me just to pump out information of what I've learned because I've spent a long time researching and experimenting myself, and yeah, this actually is one of my one of my loves, one of my passions and hobbies. Just um, optimising this human body, it's, it's it's good fun. Anyway, guys, peace and love.